Gotcha. All right. All right. Sorry about that. Boom. You ready to do this? Ready, ready. Okay. All right. I'm going to make one last little. We're back. We're back. August, our eighth episode. We're on pace for 12. Still, still, it's awesome. Maybe we'll get 13 in. I think this this could end up being a long episode, and we could end up splitting it. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could not. Yeah. yeah uh, episode eight, moving the chains. Moving the chains. Moving forward. Moving forward. Beginning of football season. Holy smokes, it's crazy. There's already been two preseason games. Yes, yeah, snuck thir- up The on third us. week just started. Yeah, now. Tonight. Yeah, Cam Newton's the, injured. Yeah, Cam Newton's already injured. Spoiler alert. For your fantasies. For your fantasy, uh, oh. if you thought Cam Newton was going to have a great season, we'll find out. I remember what I wanted to show you. It doesn't have to be on the podcast, but I might. Anyways, it's a fantasy players who have drafted Antonio Brown. It's a, it's a little <laughs> gift of what they feel like right now. But, yeah. Well, if you've already done your fantasy draft, and I'm sorry, we'll we'll get into like a regular intro here in a second. But if yeah. you're telling me you've already done your fantasy football draft, before camp and like preseason is already over, you are f- nuts. Yeah. Like that is the stupidest thing. I'll just put it this way: there was one that I'm part of that was set up to be like happening like this week, like the draft was supposed to happen this week, and I immediately emailed the commissioner, who happens to also be my roommate, and <laughs> said, <laughs> uh, "No, we're moving this to the week of." football starting i'm not drafting someone who potentially could get injured in this final might die yeah exactly so you still send him an email instead of walking Uh, maybe it was a text i can't remember but it was very much like hey this is changing or else or else i am walking (laughs) i'm not paying 40 dollars for that (laughs) i mean that's a lot of money but i know right but yeah i mean you at least want a couple of back in college that could get you like at least through a weekend. Oh, oh, a couple weekends if you did it right. I know, right? I mean, thirty bombs are really you only really needed. A they throw were like, like eleven ninety nine back in the day <laughs> yeah. when we were there, dude. Like you could get a thirty bomb for like twelve bucks. Yeah, like two people could take care of that. Man. Anyways, a couple of chicken sandwiches from McDonald's and you're you're set. Yeah, I mean, if that's the only thing you're eating for the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> maybe some Easy Mac. Yeah, Easy Mac. Yeah. Dude, oh, um, man, but ramen. I had some ramen today. Actually, I was like, yeah, I think I'm just gonna have some noodles. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good snack. That's a good little. It's a, it's a, you did. As long as I'm living, off. ramen will always, always have a place in my heart. <laughs> and your pantry. Exactly. You gotta let a few of the preseason. Like right now is a perfect time to start thinking about drafting. Right. Like it's perfect. Yeah, we moved ours to like the Wednesday before. Next week, yeah. Yeah, it's like this. It's September third, I think, or something like that. Oh, okay. Because there's still because this the end of the weekend will only be the end of the third week of preseason, right? So we still got a whole nother week of preseason. Yeah. And they don't they take a week off or do they go right into games following week? Um. Yeah, I mean. But either way, you're well in week September. one. I think is technically what is it September ninth? Oh, okay. Yeah. For Sunday of football, but there's a Thursday night game, right? A couple Thursday night games? Yeah, they do those, the big ones. Is it, 
Do they do the rematch of the Super Bowl? Mm. Or is that always that never that doesn't always happen, does it? Yeah, I think sometimes that happens. Sometimes. I don't know if they have have they made that like a yearly thing now. No, I for, I got mixed up at one point. I thought that they did do that, and at the first game of every year, it was just the rematch. But it it's not at all. And they do it in another sport. Do they? Don't they? Like the NBA is. Yeah, in the maybe. NBA or maybe like, I don't know. I, I know I've seen that happen before, though, because I yeah. remember there was like a... Well, the Hawks are... There was like a Monday night game one time where it was like the first Monday night of the, the football season was like a rematch of the Super Bowl. And I think it might have been the Hawks with the Broncos. Because yeah, we, that we would had make, to play that them would make the following sense. year and we beat them again. That would make sense. Yeah. So I don't... I got all mixed up from that, but the first games... Yeah, a couple games Thursday, kick it off, mm-hmm. and then we're it's rolling. Yeah, and it's live, and it's live. We were talking about it this the beginning of, before the episode. It's the best time of year. It's the best season start, like in the end of. Oh summer, yeah, it's perfect, man. They go fall, and August. Winter. I mean, it just you can smell it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like we're back in Pullman. It is, dude. It's you that know? smell. It's, it's that that ooh that smell. <laughs> Can't you smell that smell? Burn out. Ooh that smell. The smell that surrounds you. Man, I'm a terrible singer, but that's okay. I freaking like freaking that. Freaking love though. that song. Yeah, that's a good one. Reminds me of college, actually. <laughs> yep. Lots of lots of college nostalgia right, happening, dude. man. That's but the crazy. no the the smell, the late summer warmth and just like but there's also like the hints of a of a chill to the air. Like you can tell it wants to turn, but it just takes forever. It takes all fall to turn. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden it's freezing. Dude, it's but, like it's been the weirdest summer. Like probably the most mild summer that I can remember on record in quite some time. And yes. it kind of makes me think that, like, well, maybe we'll have, like, a really, like, late summer. Like, summer will extend into, like, the middle mm. of September where we're still having, like, 90-degree days, September 15th. One of those years, yeah. yeah. And we had one of those a few years ago, but, like, we also came off of a very, very hot, hot summer. And this year, it hasn't been that light. Like, no. we've had the lightning storms. We've had rain. It's been on the cooler side. Like we've had yeah. seventy degree days in August. That's unheard of. Yeah, it, um, it it hits once it hits ninety, it stays yeah. and it doesn't change. Yeah, and everybody's miserable. Yeah. So no, it's been amazing. But it's been it's been nice, man. We ha- you haven't like had to like bust out the extra AC units for your house. Yep. Or, yeah, like be neurotic with the air movement yeah. and things like that. Yeah. It's just yeah, yelling at my kids to keep the door shut. <laughs> I get to do that now. <laughs> oh man! I saw someone. I can't. <laughs> Dad's got that like pre-natural sense to come home and can tell somebody's touched the AC. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been messing with my yeah, settings? It's way too warm in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we we're way off on way off on our intro. But oh, that's okay. what's been new, man? On our last episode, I was gonna go see that movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and you did, and I did see it. And it was amazing. Was it? I loved it. I got to go see it. Yeah, it's great. Um, Did you go with Jordan? No, I went with my wife. She liked it. And she uh, actually really liked it. And so I think for Tarantino, like, it was just a little calmer. Like, Really? I was talking to 
my wife's uncle. It's more Jackie Brown Tarantino than it's okay. than a uh, Inglorious Bastards or or like Django Unchained. Not yeah, like, not it the doesn't have like a over the yeah top. the over the top violence and stuff. Okay, no, it's very okay. like honest but funny, really funny. And DiCaprio did a great job, and Brad Pitt did a great job, and the pacing of the movie is really good. Everybody should see it. It's probably my might be my favorite Tarantino movie. Okay. Out of all of them. Okay. Just because of the like, just how like it's it's kind of like the most movie movie he's made. Okay. And it's in. It's funny. It's really funny. <laughs> like in those Brad Pitt and DiCaprio, they're so good. So, yeah. You've I mean, got years of years of years yeah. of talent there. Yeah, so and I working with all the yeah, best actors. You know, everybody. I can imagine. Uh, so, but I guess um, Scorsese's got a film coming out soon, another uh, mob drama. Really? Yeah, gangster drama. Let me look it up real quick. Is it, um, does it have Jack Nicholson in it? Because if it doesn't. Subpar. Yeah. So he's got. It's got to have Nicholson, De Niro, or Pacino. And if it doesn't have one of those guys, better have someone that can, that's an up and comer that's you know, at least interesting to, uh, I hear you. I hear you. Makes, makes the cast more interesting. I should say. Wait, is that it? Silence? No, 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 no. no, no. I've seen that though. That was an interesting movie. Was that the one about the, uh, priest? Priest? Yeah. Japan. Japan. I think it's Japan. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, yeah. It was super long. It was good. It was long. It was brutal. Was like it? it's a rough movie. Yeah, it's not a fun movie. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. So be, just be prepared, prepared for what you're going yeah. into. Um, but it was true events, right? If I'm I not think mistaken. so. I think so. You know, I mean, it it, it from like a faith perspective, like because they're searching for a priest, right? That they don't know what happened to him, and um, so it obviously uh, there's an idea that his faith has been challenged while he's over there. And so yeah. you watch these two priests go through what they go through and to find this guy. And it's like, I hope I you know. find him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I hope you are okay with what you find. Yeah. But anyways, so it's, it's a good one though. I mean, I yeah. think you should watch it. Okay. I just don't know if it's like, I think it's the Irishman. Yeah. So it's got your boy. De Niro yeah. and Pacino. Man, I was right and I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What a great feeling. And a pack Frank in. Sheeran. I wonder if that's Ed Sheeran's. Uh, Harvey Keitel makes his way in there. Harvey. Joe Pesci. Oh, it's a. It's, As Russell Buffalino. It's the full. I didn't even know any of this. I just found out today that this is, this is new. Uh, Bobby Cannavale. Because he's, he's in a. a gang there's shooter. an issue with Netflix or somebody wants to drop it. At the same night, Ray as Romano's in it. He is. Look. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it looks like a gangster film. I, I, interesting that it's um. Well, called the Irishman. Well, the Irishman, because De Niro's character was Irish in Goodfellas. Oh He's yeah, and, Irish. and Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. Mm. Yeah, that ought to be a good one. When's it come out? It's, it's supposed. There's an issue with how long it's supposed to be in theaters before you're allowed to stream it on Netflix. Gotcha. And they're having a. And you're saying it's already out? 
it's just supposed to come out. Oh, okay. It's like a, but they can't make a deal because they can't determine uh, when September 27th. Okay. Yeah, it looks good. Looks like there's. My, I'll have to go off to go check out Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep, looks for good. sure. And then uh, some cool news for the podcast happened. We had a little bit of news. Oh, outlets. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually pointed it out, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did. You didn't know that it had even happened yet. And I, like, I texted you and was like, you are famous. <laughs> <laughs> You're famous, man. You're famous, man. <laughs> yeah, we made it on the local news. Cause uh, I didn't make it on the local news. Corbin did. But the pot, yeah, the podcast made it on the local news because uh, one of the old guests is moving, and he wanted to tell Spokane that he was leaving via the podcast. Yeah, which was cool. It was great for us and and me and the podcast and everything out, obviously. But it was also just really fun. Totally. And um, as soon as we we published the episode, then all that stuff happened. Yeah, and. And it, it, he said he was texting me when it was happening because that episode, I haven't even looked at the downloads yet, but it like dwarfs any other episode downloads. Of course. Within days. Yeah. Like whereas everybody else, it took like a couple of weeks to get yeah. their numbers up. Yeah. This Obviously that one was like a, a hit. Oh, this was cool too. I wanted to tell you this. That episode actually made it, if from what the chartable is telling me is correct, it actually made it into the top 200 episodes on itunes nice yeah that's at some sweet point. so it right on, been on, i don't know when it's not like anybody's just like looking through that list right like, but it's cool to know that totally so that was badass and awesome yeah, and that's, we that's yeah that's pretty sweet man yeah once the episode was published there's like four or a handful of news people that they were going all over it yeah he said that he said it was interesting the listening to him talk about the response that that was getting from from his end because he was like dude i've already have to like i've had to give three interviews i got to go on the news tonight <laughs> and all this other stuff. so funny yeah but i loved it because it's like i could tell jeremy really likes doing that kind of stuff like it's not necessarily stirring the pot it's just being ultra unconventional totally. you know and that's yeah. It was motivating to be like, let's do yeah. more stuff like that. Like, let's let's do weird out there stuff. That's mm-hmm. not. Don't follow a prescribed method. Like, just do what you want. I can't remember. Did he say when he's officially leaving? He's, yeah, he did, and he's he's gone. I think he's there now. He's in Philadelphia. He's already. in Philly now, working. The following is he did like an I E I ninety. Whenever he travels, he'll do on his Instagram. He'll do an E I ninety, and he just posts about a bunch of different places he stops and eats. So. But he's been posting about working, or I, I don't know if it's at the restaurant that he's working at, or it's like a test kitchen or something like that. But mm-hmm. he's cooking now. He's nice. So did but, he? And I assume his restaurants are still up for sale here in Spokane, probably. Or did he? I don't know. I know he, one of them. Was, one of them was like already like in the works. Yeah, of being I think, sold. Correct? I think the saloon was pretty close because mm-hmm. somebody wanted it right away, and then the Inland Pacific Kitchen. I can't remember what he said about it, but from what he explained to me, that there would be no problem with that one selling because right. just the way it's set up, it's re- yeah. it's good to go. And then he had already gotten rid of some one of them before, so I they had already gotten rid of the biscuit wizard, I believe. So the, anyways, it's just it's an interesting shift in the culture for Spokane for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool for us to be 
yeah. linked to that. Yeah, that's super cool. Cause it, and it, I was it, stoked to see. I was like, uh, well, you just got a lot of attention in the mm-hmm. local news, buddy. I know. And you need to, the trick is learning how to like, like utilize that mm-hmm. into, into, it's not like you can like swing that around with any sort of weight, but it's also like, it does help if somebody doesn't know you and you want to ask them to like come on to the podcast, like, right. well, you know, it's not like just a hobby, even though it is, but Yeah, it's, it's, it gets legit from get time a little to time. notoriety out of yeah. it. Yeah. And with the, the best part about the structures, all the other guests should see a little bit of love from that as well. Like anytime mm-hmm. a new episode comes out, I notice everybody, everybody else's numbers go up a little bit. Right. Like, episodes that were released over a year ago are still going up it's it's yeah. crazy to watch it's not like like crazy numbers but that's the beauty about all of this is you put the info or you put the content out there mm-hmm. and, it, and if it you know ours our podcast this specific one is a little more current events mm-hmm. but like we're starting to get a little bit better about making it more of a podcast podcast yeah. and talking about like this kind of crap anyways to wrap it all up, it's all connected. Like, and it all feeds into itself, and it's just, yeah, it's working. Nice. Yeah, man. So that's that's what I've been up to. What have you? <laughs> God, that's where a, are we at, man? Dude, at, who cares where we're at, we, man? We're I'm having sorry. fun. We are having fun. It. Damn right. Um, I have uh, recently come back from a camp trip, and I have a crazy story. It's almost embarrassing, actually. I, and when I think back on it now, I'm like, yeah, that's probably one of the more embarrassing stories I've ever had. And it also kind of like, well, I'll get into it. But here we go. So we went up to the in-laws river property, um, went up there with some friends and their families and my wife, Carly and her or some of her extended family was up there as well. And so I went fishing on Saturday morning with a couple buddies and her cousin. We were fishing this one hole. Um, I had some luck like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I happened to tie on the right tie or the right fly, caught a couple little guys like right away. And the other three guys are just sitting there like, what the f- do you got on there? Like, yeah. and, and, and one of them to be clear had like, this was his first time fishing. So he's like, I'm, I kind of like took a back seat all after those first two, like, yeah, first two Share fish. And was like, it was like, all right, because he was still, you know, going through the motions of tempo with the cast and false casts and all that. Oh wow! And um, so we were fish. We fished this hole for a while. Then we went up for break at the truck, and we're eating. <laughs> and I'm, you know, enjoying slash crushing this turkey sandwich. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh. I think I'm going to swallow too big of a piece. Oh, I'll just wash it down with this vitamin R, a.k.a. Rainier. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it didn't want to go down. Oh, no. So I started choking. No. Like, I was choking on a f- turkey sandwich. Oh, man, and it, it it was it was a little, yeah, like, <laughs> I guess my eyes got super big, and I was able to, like, make out, like, uh, choking. Oh, you know, my like, gosh. And, and, like, I immediately, like, got my... um fishing pack off like at least i was i didn't panic in a i was panicking but i was like <laughs> panicking in a way where i was removing like what i needed to so that someone could give me the, the heimlich and, uh. and uh uh thankfully um 
the guy that was uh, my, my buddy that was um, somebody knew how to do it. Yeah, he well he he was his first time fishing. He knew how to do it um, oh, because he'd gone through God. first aid training every year with the job that he's had over year over oh. all the years. And I need to do gave that. me gave me the high and lick, and sure enough, it worked. But like it, it was so funny because when I took when I took that big swig of beer to like wash it down, it didn't want to go down. So naturally, everything just came out my my oh, mouth gosh. and my nose oh. beard is coming out my nose <laughs> and then likely he gave me a, a, just a quick boom boom and uh it, i it was able to like yeah it sucked for probably like 10 minutes after that but i was like i was breathing it was just like you know it was like stuck still a yeah bit. not really it wasn't really stuck it like i just needed air to get through and then i just needed to wash like wash it down more and uh, but it was yeah it was, so yeah that's uh one of the stories that's scary man then later on one of my one of my friend's sons decided that he was just gonna start running around the campsite with a urinal cake from the porta potty so oh was, god that was, pretty, <laughs> that was pretty funny and then another another funny story about that camp trip was uh my buddy who had just fly fished for the first time decided, Oh, I'm going to go back down to the river because the property is right on, you know, up against the river, but it's in a section of the river. That's not deep at all. So catching fish there is just not going to happen. Okay. And, uh, he just wanted to practice casting and stuff. And he did this into like, you know, the part of the evening where it was pretty much dark. <laughs> and he's like, I think I got something. And, he comes back up, and he had caught in a bat on a fly oh rod. Oh, my gosh, it was dude. A, the, the bat had swung down and taken his fly out of the air in the middle of the night. And it's no this bat. Way. Yeah, it's this bat, this baby bat. And I was like, well, you can't say that you didn't catch anything this weekend, buddy. So that's way cooler than a fish, honestly. I, guess, I know, right? Like, Well, for the moment. But, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> That's freaking so, crazy. It was um, it was an eventful weekend. We had a good time up there. I didn't, Sounds I didn't, like I didn't die. So yeah, that was man, good. I know. <laughs> just sitting here by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, got um, got Dave Matthews coming up this uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Labor so, Day weekend. Yeah, my wife and I and uh, the roommate are heading out with the uh, the Dave crew, the DMB crew that we head out with pretty much every year. Cool. Um. And uh, we'll be doing that Labor Day weekend. Got um, there's some man, there's some movies coming out. There's there's some season premieres coming up. Mayans season yeah, two. I see that. Is that so? It's the Sons of Anarchy spinoff. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I watched season one, um, and it's like you know, parts of it are like ah, that's a little overdone or a little over, yeah, a little overacted, but yeah. It's enjoyable, and this one's a little more like um, has. I, I think right off the bat has a little more grit to it because the cartel is involved. So it's a very much interesting. You know, like, and it has to do with the border a lot more, and you know, southern Southern California, Baja area, and and then obviously Mexico. So a little different because you know, Sons was all based on like the Northern California area. But it's yeah. uh, it's enjoyable. I saw that Hobbs and Shaw got really good reviews. Yeah, that looks just for a fun action movie, man. I don't know if it gets much better than that. 
Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It's just one of those things where, like, if you think it's going to be, like, just this, like, the best film ever, you're, yeah. you know, it's, no. it's not going to get nominated for, like, an award. No. But... It's gonna. It's just gonna be like edgy, edgier seat yeah, you're just action. Gonna, yeah, if you want edgier seat action and two of the best guys in the industry that can do it. Yeah, career workmen in the genre. Like, isn't he the high? Uh, isn't Dwayne like the highest paid actor in Hollywood? I now? think so. Jason Statham. He's been doing it forever. Yeah, and he's a. Uh, we'll go back to like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, man. He's he's all those got, English films. Yeah, all those Guy Ritchie stuff. Mm-hmm. That the I do kind of just want to whenever that comes out I want to check it out. I think it didn't it just come out last weekend or is it this weekend? It seems like it's coming out here soon or it just did. I think it's out. I think it's out. I want to, yeah, but I that's one of those. We'll just wait till it comes, yeah. you know, at home. And then what's this ad? Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt. He goes into uh, space looking for his father. Okay. And supposedly, like, there might be like an intergalactic battle or something. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, so almost like the next uh, contact. It it, like it looks Foster. like it could be just like one of those movies that's super out there, like because oh, okay. you know you're you're like trying to find someone in space, right? So yeah. I don't know, like you know, I got to go down this black hole and to an entire another universe, and who knows what's out there. Yeah, so it looks yeah. cool though, and I mean, nothing. I haven't been too disappointed with most of brad pitt's work so yeah um i imagine it'll probably be entertaining and then of course december you know we got we got New. the uh, final final chapter of the star wars series yeah man. skywalker yeah bro I, a lot of good things to look forward to here in the next few months oh yeah anyways that's what i've been up to cool all yeah. right that's the intro it's uh college football saturday this upcoming August twenty fourth, we're a day away. When this episode when this episode comes out, it'll have already happened. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We still want to talk about it. Number eight, uh, Florida uh, takes on Miami. It's at a neutral site too, so that no one has home field advantage there. I mean, they're both. It's being played in Florida, uh, but uh, both both uh, schools have to travel, so that's pretty, oh, that's, that's good. pretty cool. That's cool. Um. It's gonna be a heater. Yeah, it's and you know actually, it, I don't want to say that it's an upset alert game because I think Florida will probably take care of them. But um, Miami has still received votes as to to like crack the top twenty five. So gotcha. You know, preseason that I think is still saying something that they've got talent that and who knows it could be one of those games that like Florida doesn't play their game. Then I mean, right now. Being ranked as the number eight team in the nation, the you know the the analysts are probably saying, okay, well they uh, if they play as well as we think they can play every game of the season, they could legitimately be a college football playoff contender, right? Like they could make it into that top four. They're ranked eighth right now, like right. Um, but all, so much can change in just these few, first few weeks. Um, oh man! But like that's a game where it's like, man. Maybe that's a dangerous game right off the bat for him. You know, it's probably a little bit of a rivalry game still too. Just yeah, you know, I know Florida, Florida State's a rivalry game, but my but Miami, Florida, and Florida State have always been like 
you know, going back to the nineties, they've always been great football, storied football programs. Right. So I think like any one of those schools would probably consider themselves rivals, whether it's like right. Florida, Florida State, Florida State, Miami, Miami, yep. Florida, whatever. Didn't the Rock play at Miami? He did. Yeah. I mean, speaking of. Yeah. The Rock <laughs> did play at Miami. Dwayne the Rock. Didn't he Johnson. play with Ray Lewis? Ooh, I, that I don't know. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I mean, we could look that up afterwards. That would maybe make sense. Was Ray Lewis on the same? No. Shockey was after Lewis. Jeremy Shockey? Yeah. I think he was. Let me look it up. Yeah. Man, those Miami teams were good, though, dude. Oh, I'll never forget when they had, like, gosh, they had their, their three running backs were, like, Gore or Clinton Portis. Frank Gore and someone else that ended up being an NFL running back. But they were all there at the same time. I was like, Pfft. just throw, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like how Alabama has like three running backs that can do it right, you know, like at any point in time. Like they, they can just cycle guys like that will run all over you. That was Miami for sure. That was Miami. Mm-hmm. But then they had like guys like, um, well, Michael Urban went there, right? Yeah, I think uh, so. Was it? Was he a seminal? Or was that? No, Michael Urban was, was that Dion. We better check it out. Dion was uh, Dioxin Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a uh, sounds like Suboxone. That's like what yeah. they uh, give to Florida State. Uh, yeah, Florida State. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, top twi- top twenty five rankings. Um, I figured I'd just break it down a little bit. Let's hear. It. Talk about it a little bit. Some early season matchups that I think could absolutely affect the college football playoff. So these are all games that happen within the first four weeks of the season. But before we get into that, the Big Ten has more teams in the top 25 than the SEC does. Okay. Uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. I mean, the Big Ten is always a very competitive conference and one of the better ones in college football. Who's, um, uh, na- who's in the Big Ten? Michigan, Ohio okay. State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Nebraska, Wisconsin, okay. Iowa. Yeah. And then SEC, big SEC names. Alabama, Auburn, LSU. Okay. So it's really A and M. A and M's ranked too as well. It's really like um, the south, southern United States versus just the, the south and the north. It's, it's kind of, a yeah, civil war, is what you're Midwest. talking about. It. Come on, man. It's 2019. Man. 2019. Dude. Take it easy. Easy. But yeah, I um the Pac-12. Our our uh, Pac-12 uh, has five. And then there's no other conference that has more than five, or I think even come close to five. So I was excited to see that Pac-12 got... Uh, Some wreck. Yeah, because the Big 12 only has like two or three. Interesting. Yeah, Oklahoma, Texas, and there's one other, uh, Iowa State, I believe. Mm-hmm. They have three, I think, that are in the top 25. Okay. Preseason. But those make sense. So... But some some big games, um, I think that everyone should kind of, you know, plan to watch that will have implications for the college football playoff. 
This first game absolutely could. Miami versus Florida. I tend to think the Florida is going to take care of them, but you just never know. It's week one. It's, yeah. uh, it's on neutral ground. Like Both teams have to travel. Miami did receive votes um, for top 25 you know, ranking uh, before the season. So um, that's one to keep your eye on. Clemson and Texas A&M week two is okay. huge. Uh, last year, Texas A&M uh, only lost to Clemson by two. Ooh. Kellen Mond, their quarterback, was absolutely sensational. I think he threw six touchdown passes in that game. Yikes. Uh, without an interception, I believe. Um, <laughs> just a 200 quarterback. Yeah, and he just... and But he's he, he was also a very streaky quarterback last year, too. Like, he had games against, like, Auburn and Alabama where he just kind of, for no. lack of a better phrase, the bed. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, this is, um, this is a different game. So we'll we'll see. He's a, he's a year older, probably has a little more under little more you know comfort. little yeah a little more experience under his belt. Yeah. So that that'll be one to absolutely um, check out. Uh, as you know, if whoever loses, I mean, if Clemson lost that game, you pretty much have to win out to make sure that you're going to be in the playoff. And they're they're the best team in the country, in my mind. But like most but that's in most scenarios, dire. we're not we're not seeing two teams two lost teams last year was a little bit of a there was a scenario there but like we're not seeing two lost teams get into the college football playoffs so it's yeah it's it's one of those implications very very early on that like clemson will have to be on their game and i believe a&m has to go to clemson so that could that that certainly helps lsu texas is a good one i think that's the six and the ten as of right now they're ranked sixth and tenth in the nation so Depending on how their first week goes, which I imagine they're, I imagine they're both playing like non-conference teams that they should walk all over. But that will be one where you know if Texas knocked off LSU, they probably move up, you know, and closer to. um, But then they're gonna have to deal with Oklahoma at some point in the season too, which which is our they're a top five team. So, okay, Clemson and Syracuse week three. Another Clemson game that has implications. Last year, Syracuse was actually winning at halftime. Okay. Um, Trevor Lawrence didn't play in that game. Uh, and so they were with a backup quarterback. But still, I mean, it, you, you're the best team in the nation, right? Like, And Syracuse was ranked, and they're ranked again this year, ranked, I think, 22nd right now. Okay. Um, so the, let's say they win their first two games potentially move up in the rankings we would maybe be looking at you know a clemson say they're the number one team assuming they beat a&m okay. in week in week two number one versus maybe like a number 17 or 18 damn um potentially so that one is one to keep your eye on as well last year syracuse was winning the game and Clemson had to rally in the second half to come back to try to win. So that's awesome. And then uh, Georgia and Notre Dame week four is is definitely going to be one as well that will have play, college early season college football playoff implications. Whoever loses that game is probably Dunsky. Yeah, they're they're on the outside looking in. I would imagine. Damn. So damn. Yeah. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of. Look at the top twenty-five rankings if you want to okay. pull them up and see. Uh, we'll make our picks just like we made our picks for the tournament, the NCAA tournament. Okay. 
few episodes ago. That was back in March now. It's August. Crazy how time flies, right? Isn't it nuts? Well, it, does, the, it flies, but it also doesn't fly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. There's things I think about earlier this year. I'm like, that does not feel that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, okay. So, if you're looking at this, you can pick four. Four okay. teams that you think will be in the college football playoff at the end of this season. I just, I don't want to pick. Jalen Hurts four. transferred to Oklahoma, by the way. So, what's weird is I was just going to, I want, looking at the points that the AP gave him, I was going to go with Oklahoma. For one of them, but I don't just want to pick the top four. You don't they, have to. That's what's look, great about this. They look. Like, I'm gonna throw a wild card out there. Yeah. Okay. You, I want to know what your wild card <laughs> is. Um. All right. I'll go Oklahoma. I think Michigan. Michigan can get it done. Mm, interesting. Okay. And then I gotta throw a Pac-12 in there. Oh no. We're not there yet, man. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, though. I love I love the heart. I love the heart. I, I love it. Uh, Competitive conference? Yes. Okay. Title contender? Yeah. Not even, not there. Yeah, we're not there. Okay. Sorry. Just um, my opinion. All right. So I got... Apparently Mario Cristobal thinks that Oregon's going to run all over Auburn this weekend, though, or next weekend. I don't, I don't know if I'd pick Oregon. Well, they're ranked higher than Auburn, but it's like, dude, you're going to... I think they have, I don't know if Auburn's, I don't think it's in Autzen. Actually, we should look that up. Is it at, click on Oregon, see if it's at Autzen. Two tickets for me and Trevor. Oh, it's being played at Texas Stadium. Where the Cowboys play. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's one of those. So, duck, the Duck faithful have to travel a little further. I didn't realize that it was being played at AT&T. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool stadium. <laughs> so expensive. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry Bear. Right. So you so you got okay, so you said Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Michigan. I'll take Tejas. Texas, okay. And um Florida. Can I can I pick Florida? Or, yeah, you can pick Florida. Are those all different you can, you can pick, conferences? You can pick Florida, man. I'm very surprised that you didn't take Clemson or Alabama. Uh, I know. Well, I did. They were up there, and I just didn't want. So I'm going to take both of them. <laughs> um, All right, cool. But Here, I got to write these down. <laughs> yeah. So you got to write yours down. You said Oklahoma, Michigan, Texas, and oh, and Florida, Clemson, Alabama, Penn State. They'll have the best defense they've ever had in quite some time. So that's kind of what I'm judging it off of. But they did lose Trace McSorley, so I think that that could maybe be the issue. Good friend is going to be so happy I said this, and I think part of the reason why is LSU. Boom. I like it. Yeah. I think that uh, Georgia might be, I might be dogging Georgia too much there, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I, took, I took, a, took a couple flyers. My Penn State one is, a, I'm, is a is a flyer, but I right. I feel like they have the makings to be a good team that can knock off both Ohio State and Michigan. And I don't even know if they play both of them. I imagine they probably do, but 
So let's go to a conference that apparently won't be ma- won't be making it into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, shooting down our Pac-12. Our Pac. Pac-12. I thought it'd be good to do a little quick review and what we can expect to see. I okay. think. Uh, I mean, let your first point right there. We kind of see it. Right. Oregon and UW. Are well, Oregon's ranked eleventh. Yeah, Oregon's ranked eleventh, and UW is thirteenth. So apparently, they're the faves to win the conference. Yeah, and is the WSU's the next Pac-12 team no, after that? No, Utah. And then, hold on. Oh, Stanford. Yeah, Stanford's the fifth team in right now. Yeah, I, I, I think Oregon will be good, but I, I don't know. They lost some key players. Like they lost their, I'm pretty sure they lost their best receiver to the NFL, yeah. to the NFL, and they lost Ugo Amadi, who's right. now a Seahawk. Woo, woo, um, yoink! But yeah, they look to be the early season faves to to win the conference. Um, it'll be pretty cool to see Jake Eason show off his talents. He's the yeah, he's the transfer from Georgia. Cool. That uh, had to sit a year, but sounds like he's. He's a stud, so we'll get to see him now that Browning graduated. Yep, we'll get to see Jake Eason, and which just seems is. like UW fans were ready to move on from Browning. Oh yeah, I mean, look, the kid looked really good his first two years, I, that, and then I think I he just came, became more of a game manager. Like gotcha. I just didn't, I wasn't like he didn't wow me at any point in time. You know, he didn't want to. He didn't have the like. And it, it kind of sounded like he was a pretty quiet kid too. Like, uh, and so they didn't like necessarily know as a leader, like how right. he was like a vocal, vocal leader, or at least that's what I'd heard. Yeah. So, well, I mean, everybody's it, not everybody, but some but people just want to go out there and do their job. Some, yeah, right. So, yeah. So I can't really so fault. I'm, I'm excited fault him to see this. I'm excited to see the program getting somebody in there. Yeah, someone new. Tyler Huntley is healthy after a broken collarbone. So I think that Utah is that team that can mix things up. The South in the Pac-12 does not look like it's going to be a very good. Oh. Holy smokes, that is a huge spider. Whoa. Whoa. Where's he at? I just got him. I just killed a spider on live podcast, (laughs) and he is huge. I'm making sure you're dead, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Let me see this. Oh. Yeah. Big one, dude. Size of a... Obo. Size of a dime. The body. Look at that. that is a, I couldn't even see. I was just sitting here dangling my toes out. I saw out. it come across, and I was like, what is that? Is that a mouse? <laughs> it was huge. Dude, these spiders around, and you probably get it too, because you're close enough to the river as well. The like, the land around here is so fertile for the bugs. Travis make sure he's really, dead, really dude. dead. Don't forget that he's under there. Okay, <laughs> I'm backing him up. So the South, the yeah, Tyler Huntley is the uh, starting quarterback for Utah. They're returning a ton of starters. They look to be the most deep. Like deepest D line, like def- their defense and their D line looks deep. Okay. Yeah, like they might have the best D line in the country. That's awesome. Just some huge Polynesian men that just yeah. 
maul. They just maul. And this, this, the timing's worked out for everybody to be around at the same time. And like I said, with the South being not great, you know, like UCLA and USC are arguably coming off of some of their like worst seasons in like program history. I think the Utah can handle the South, and they don't have to play um, Oregon or Stanford at all. And those so are teams that, from the that North. Helps. So that certainly helps. I think that they just like shimmy their way into like a Pac-12 championship game, and ah. I would not be surprised to see them knock off UW or Oregon. Just and if it, at at that point in time too, like, okay, are they an undefeated team? Right. Maybe they're the dark horse to be like a college football playoff team. Like, I, I know that just to sneak through the South. Yeah, they sneak through the South. Hit the championship. Hit the game. championship game. Play their. Play their, you know, their best game of the season yep. against a ranked opponent, and just defensively just tear them apart, right? And then end up like in maybe like the discussion for now. Again, they have to take care of business. They do play the Cougs, um, which were a little squirrely. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but That'll yeah, I think with a, a healthy Tyler Huntley, they've they've got a shot at winning a Pac-12 championship. Nice. All right. All right, the sleeper team in the conference. You got this question. Who's the sleeper in the conference? You know, I... Do you think one of the, the Southern Cal teams coming off of a shite maybe, season? Maybe, maybe. I, I don't really... Like, the South doesn't scare me at all. Like, there's not a team down there. Like, um, I know Arizona's quarterback is... He's pretty good. He, he's a dual-threat quarterback. So I think he can cause problems, but I just don't know that Arizona, like as a team, as a whole, as a whole, is that great. Okay. I honestly think that, like, it's it's weird to say this, but I almost kind of think the Cougs might be like ah. the, uh, the sleeper team that like people are forgetting about, or like yeah. people the Minshew. Now that Minshew's gone, like, yeah. and there's this there's this like quarterback controversy already. Like, who's going to start Week One? Um. You know, we had Gage Gubrud like transfer from Eastern Washington, and he looked to be like the guy that they were, you know, Leach was leaning towards going with. But then this week, oh, I'm spacing on his name. I have it listed up there. Anthony Gordon is getting most of the reps this week, from what I heard. Weird. So I don't know if that's just like Leach is giving him a lot, like a one last week opportunity to like see if he's the one he wants to go with because he already knows what he has in Gage. And Gage, right. Gage has a lot more game experience too, so that kind of makes me wonder, like, why would you throw a kid out there that doesn't have the game experience that Gage does, who was also nominated twice as a Walter Payton Award finalist, which is given to the best, like, you know, college football player from D1 AA. So yeah, I, it it's just, a weird. It'd be a really weird. And look, thing. We, we, no one will ever figure out Mike Leach. Like he's just. <laughs> I mean, no. the guy will probably sit there and. Open a box of like runs, yeah, you know, and be like, I picked a banana. Anthony reminds me of a banana. He's starting week one, you yeah. know, like stupid stuff like that. Like he's just, no one will ever know what that what's going on in that man's head. But he'll get production. I can tell you that with even even with a like a a young freshman quarterback or like a seasoned. Seasoned, a seasoned quarterback. Uh, yeah, he's gonna um, get. Them. He's gonna get production. I mean, and we're returning most of our starters on defense. Losing Jalen Thompson kind of hurt because he had stuck around, but then he ended up going in the supplemental draft. So that 
you know, we've got a, a, a void to fill there in the secondary, but most of the guys on the defense are back. We, we've, most of our receivers are back. And then, dude, I'm so excited to see another season of Max Borgie, dude. That yeah, guy reminds me yeah. of Christian McCaffrey, dude. Yeah. Like, he's just a, this little guy that can do it all. Yeah. And he's only a sophomore. That's pretty crazy. He was crazy. a freshman last That's year. That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's a young dude. So I kind of think that the Cougs could be like that sleeper team that people forget about. Like, yeah, they're ranked in the top 25 right now. So are they really a sleeper? Eh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but they could. They, the Pac-12 could get mixed up so much between now and week six. Yep. So, um, but there's, there's like really not a team that I can think of from the South that may, maybe Stanford, I guess Stanford could be like a, a surprise team. David Shaw is a great coach. He's yeah. always pretty, you know, he's always got guys that can produce through so many, their offensive line is always stout. You know, they just, they just, <laughs> the they just bring, yeah, the- they bring in the biggest dudes in the world and just run the heck out of the ball. and. Yeah, so I could totally see Stanford being like, but they're from the like that's another North team. I think I think the North is just so strong that it's yeah. going to be like, whatever happens in the South is like, it's Utah. Yeah, it's Utah, and like maybe someone knocks someone off. Like that, I just I just don't see it. I don't see how it happens, and there's no one really exciting to me in the South outside of Utah. Maybe USC because it's USC, but. Yeah, you're coming off of no one expecting much off of terrible seasons. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I figured it would be good to kind of do a quick review of the Pac-12. I like it. Competitive conference, yes. College football playoff contender conference. Ultimate tier level. No. Not yet. No. Not yet. But, hey, I've been proven wrong before, so. Yeah, you never I would love never, right? I, this would This would be like one of those where I'm so glad I was wrong. Yes. This is awesome. Yes. So. That'd be badass. Do you want to go to your last point about this, uh, the college football? Oh, can we replicate? Yeah, I, I guess we kind of talked about that a little. I still think that we could be a 10-win team. Okay. We won 11 games last year, right? Lost to USC, lost to the, lost to the Dogs. Yep. Shouldn't have lost that USC game. No. We lose the US. We win the USC game. The Apple Cup didn't even matter. Yeah. It's so different, it's different yeah, mindset. it's uh, we'll still be a good team, barring any like huge injuries or just you know knock on wood anything bad happening with players not behaving themselves. Yeah, <laughs> happens. After all, it is Pullman, Washington. It is Pullman, man. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, it'll and it's going to hinge a lot on Mike's decision on who's going to get the most reps at QB and and what I hope that it doesn't end up happening is that. It goes kind of back and forth and you know he goes one week this guy one week the next and this guy starts for two weeks yeah he's not working out so i i want to i, I kind of just wanted to be consistent i think that michael probably i don't think i see him going back and forth he'll probably just stick with whoever until gotta keep him until he gets to a point where like if that's just not working out for six games and he doesn't want to lose his job then then it's a yeah, different story yeah, it's a different story so should be a, an interesting, uh, interesting year for the Pac-12. Interesting year for In college football. In a fun year, man. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. NFL. Are we on a pause? Yeah. You want to pause for a sec? Sure. Boom. Boom. Back. Back in action. Back after a little break.
NFL preseason back, back, forth and forth. <laughs> What's that song? I don't, I don't know. Is that Aaliyah? It might be Aaliyah. Are you, yeah, yeah. yeah what is it's say? Friday and I'm feeling all right. Pick up my girls and I don't know. Something like <laughs> now that. you're now you're that's Montel Jackson. No, I think the first one was no, 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 no. That was Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. And you're thinking you're thinking of this is how we do it. <laughs> yes. No, but I I think it was Aaliyah. I, said, I, I think you might be right. I think it was Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew the words. You knew the Look. artist. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then I called Montel Jordan, Montel Jackson. Montel Jackson. I mean, there's a chance that there's like, I mean, we're talking about a lot of football. I'm sure there's some like well, football or, player named You know, Montel show Jackson. business, they're always changing their names. He probably is Montel Jackson. He just changed it to Montel Jordan when he was making his record deal because it's sell more records. Well, then there was that show Montel, right? Oh, yeah. That was like Jerry Springer, but kind of not. Oh, it was a talk show? Yeah, it wasn't Montel it wasn't a like a talk. Yeah, it was like he was like a. Yeah. He would have guests on, but it was like it was. I guess it was maybe more like Geraldo. Oh. Than Jerry Springer, I shouldn't. I shouldn't compare okay. it to Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer okay. is so orchestrated; it's disgusting. Yeah, you're not talking. But about... people watch it, and it's I guess entertaining. Oh, okay. At some point in time. Springer. Back in the day, I think it might have been. Oh yeah, there was a there was a it was a cultural thing. I remember when I was like young enough where I was like, this is funny. Like, <laughs> and now I'm just like, what was I watching? Dude. Like, <laughs> oh man. You knew, you knew the type of person they were looking for to go on that show. Yeah. There's not that many fuses lit in the, in right. the old right. fuse box. Right. Oh, <laughs> I don't love you. I love your brother. <laughs> Oh, I could say something so bad right now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain. I'm gonna refrain. Oh, that show, man. Uh, like, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so what? So I don't know how we got onto that NFL preseason. We went bro. all over the place, right? Spiderwebs. Yeah. Spiderwebs. Yeah. NFL preseason. So a quick quick look around the league. Any observations? Yeah, these. Any observations? Well, man? we've got some highlights from our guys. I don't know if we want to go into this, but I'll pull up your notes from here. Each team's promising players. How have the Seahawks looked through the first games? Anything stands out? So let's do that one, huh? 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 Obviously, we, we can, got the. We can, we, well, I was going to start with like around the league, and then we can get into Hawks talk. Perfect. Let's do around the league. But um, if you click on the top link, I think you clicked on. Yeah, dude, that kid is Chase Winovich. Man. That kid can play, dude. And who freaking drafted him? Of course. Fucking New England. Bill. Bill, buy me a drink, Belichick. Bill, bastard of <laughs> devil, Belichick. Watch the slander and libel, man. I know. He's the, I shouldn't have said that. I, I don't even know why I said that. I think he's. I don't think that we'll ever see a, a coach as good as him. No. Ever again. Probably not. Like he's just. He's just like. It's one of those gener somebody a friend of mine when the Hawks lost to the Patriots, he's like, You gotta look at it this way. You'll probably never see a team like this and a coach and a quarterback and all this together. Like Yeah. Like you kinda have to root for that. Yeah, you you have to respect the fact that you lost to one of the greatest teams and the greatest coaches yeah. of all time. 
mean, at the and end of the day, you won one the year before too. At the end of the day, you could chalk that up as a win. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like even if you did lose, I mean, and then there's you know we got pretty lucky in that NFC Championship game that year. Yeah, that's very very true. <laughs> Anyways, very very. True. So so Chase Winovich. Yeah, dude. What's this his kid, position? He's a um, linebacker. He, yeah, he's like an edge rush guy. Um, but oh, I think this is the new Teddy Bruschi they're talking about. Well, dude, he kind of, well, with the hair, he reminds me more of like a Clay Matthews. But yeah. this kid can play, dude. If you scroll down and look at some of those, watch, watch this one. Well, no, not that one. Sorry. Not, n- not this one. Scroll down right here. Watch this. Oh, does he put Matt Stafford down or is it preseason? Ooh. Look how much bigger Blocked. that offensive lineman is, yeah, dude. He just went, goes that? right by him. Scroll wow. down. Keep scrolling down. Watch this. Ooh. Already in the backfield. He just anticipates extremely well. He does the Bruce Irvin wipes off his what? This one's chest. good, too. No break. Yep. Outside. Oh. Doesn't give up on the play. Chase down. Chases him down. Nice. Yeah. That was broken, too. That guy was gone. That guy would have been gone. Yeah, so Chase Winovich looks like he's paying off as a draft pick for the the Patriots. They had a void there, too. They needed to to fill that position. He looks like he's going to be everything that they need. Legit. Yeah. The other one. That was the Cardinals quarterback. Kyler? Yeah, he looks all right. So tough to be those top. Yeah, picks, dude. Yeah, like, if you don't pan out, everybody's like, "This guy sucks, man." <laughs> yeah, Taylor Rapp looking all right. Taylor Rapp, yeah, for the Rams. Mm-hmm. It's my old, my old high school. My oh, the T.J. Hawkinson, yeah. Um, he's uh, that first round tight end out of Iowa that uh, Detroit. D- Detroit, yeah. So it could be a nice little weapon for Matt Stafford. Man, he's needed a. Him, tight ends could. We had Ebron, yeah, but Ebron yeah. just never came into his own in Detroit. Know, like man. they could just never. It's, he fought. He fought injuries, and then he just like I don't think he ever established mm-hmm. a rapport. Mm-hmm. Which I'm kind of interested to see how good of a year Ebron actually has now that he's the, the league has a year of film on him, and yeah, he had such a breakout season with the Colts. Like I, I could still see him having a good year, but I think like Jack Doyle. You know, yeah. might have might be the beneficiary of Ebron getting double teamed in the yep. red zone, or and they've added weapons to that Colts offense too. Assuming Paris Campbell, the kid that came from Ohio State, or they drafted from Ohio State, that's supposed to be a he's I guess he's been kind of banged up in camp, but he can fly. Yeah, yeah, the kid can fly. Um, da- oh, David Montgomery, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, so that was the kid that ran. He, we watched him play in the um, bowl game against Iowa State. So he was the running back that we kind of he gave us some problems, but the Bears drafted him, and uh, he's showing a lot of good promise. His college coach clear, declared him the best route runner on the team, including wide receivers. Right. That's right, awesome, this kid, man. yeah, he did. He he might be one of those sleeper Offensive fantasy picks. So. Yeah, remember yeah. the name David Montgomery David when Montgomery, you're uh, folks. drafting your fantasy football teams. You heard folks. it here, making the cut. Yeah, fantasy he, footballers got nothing on this. Yeah, I'm just joking. No, 
I listen to those guys all the time. But yeah, those guys are great. They're great. Nikhil Harry doing all right for Nikhil the Patriots. Harry, yeah. I look at it like this, though. So if we had drafted Nikhil Harry, then we wouldn't have gotten DK Metcalf. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Josh Allen. I watched that kid tonight. That kid can ball. Yeah? Yeah, dude. He is so fast, and he's all over the field. Edge rusher out of Kentucky, but he's already showing signs of, like, he's going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a stud for the Jags. Like, he's That's been awesome. the game tonight against Miami. I was watching him earlier, and he he's everywhere, dude. He's in the backfield. He's just chasing down guys like he just doesn't have, he has a motor he doesn't quit that's awesome yeah so it's like the year of the linebacker man mm-hmm. oh Noah Fant Noah is another Fant. yeah that's a that's another one tight end uh for Denver oh and that was this that was the final one that I was actually really thinking of. Brady Williams is lining up opposite of uh is it Denzel Ward so he's the second round pick they took out of uh LSU Brady Williams is and he's running with the starters so they might have a nasty might, secondary this year yeah, to go along with that. Awesome, awesome offense. Oh, They've man. been unstoppable, by the way. Their offense has been unstoppable in the preseason. That's so cool. It's pretty. That's great. It's man. pretty cool. Lifelong Browns fan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that Tony Pollard kid. Dallas is talking him up. They drafted him. He's from Memphis, and he's showed a lot of promise already in camp and with Zeke holding out mm-hmm. even though Zeke's probably going to get a contract I think he's just going to offer like a lot of like a you know kind of a third down change uh, of pace yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Like he's getting he he will he'll get some or handcuff yeah his injuries so that's another guy that we can look out for yeah they're talking up Devin White too down in Tampa Bay um, I, think. I heard something about this Damian Willis. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that AJ's just hurt. So someone's having to step well, in. And did they pick up John Ross too? Yeah, he's been there for a couple of years. So I just don't could, think he's... Is he not paying I, I don't know well. he's like... I think he showed more signs of promise last year. Justin Jackson is one that they're... At, uh, Looking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be between him and Austin Eckler because I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to play this year. Really? He's, he, I mean, it, they don't. Oh, he's going to hold. That's they, right. They don't, he's they, don't, they don't look like they're anywhere close to a contract. Wow. Um, Is that his, that's his first contract, right? After his rookie contract? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, just hanging he out in Florida. Paid, and man. According, according to like his, I guess, well, what you call it, his PR team. Yeah. Like he's just hanging out in Florida and will continue to, to train in Florida until something is you know, finalized, which doesn't sound like it, it, it could very well end up being Le'Veon Bell 2.0. So interesting. Yeah. Rookies that appear to be having good camps. Some of them are high draft picks. Some of them are third or fourth round draft picks that are living up to uh full sleep. potential. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's exciting, man. What uh, who, which brings what, us to yeah? What do you what do you think about the Hawks? How do the Hawks look? So, which I've been trying to do my diligence on this, and it's unfortunate that we haven't seen a lot of DK, DeKalin Metcalf. Yep, he had surgery, which, you know, guys get injured. My surgeries happen, minor surgeries. So I don't know if it's like a big deal, but I to honestly like. It's hard with the preseason 
because you see something like you see Paxton Lynch like run that in and it's awesome but then the next week you see him get laid out and you're like that's not awesome so now you're like I'm sorry I'm no you're good chewing on a red vine that's cool this podcast has been brought to you by uh, yeah come on red vines (laughs) sugar and sugar I think I put them in the metadata last episode so they know we're here nice yeah man maybe we maybe we maybe we can get them to sponsor us yes along with high chew and pepsi cola and yeah all those great and beer and beer yeah any beer company willing to sponsor but what do we uh, to your point yeah paxton went out there had a great week then he comes back the next week and goes like six of 15 gets lit up now he's under concussion protocol yeah and with Gino just having like that minor surgery to remove this cyst, Gino Smith uh, having the cyst removed from his like leg, apparently that was like a quick recovery and he'll be like playing this week, this weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. So now you got a tough decision to make because it's like, okay, well, Paxton played well. If he doesn't play this weekend, though, he doesn't clear concussion protocol then he's not going to be able to show like bounce back from that like right what was a lackluster performance right so now you kind of have to go with okay geno smith maybe geno smith's the guy that you decided to keep because they're not keeping jt barrett they just brought him in for that one game i don't he's he's that guy's getting cut for sure <clears throat> so and but geno didn't do anything in that first game that made me think like uh, I think he could be a viable backup for us if something happened. That's what sucks is it's like you wanted I, I, to see I, I, more yeah, out wanted, of Paxton. Yeah, you wanted to see like Paxton do well. You think he might get it. So you kind of hope. Yeah, I guess I'm. My point here is I'm hoping that he does suit up. He passes concussion protocol and can come back and maybe bounce back from that. You know, not so great performance. <clears throat> Guy who didn't do as well either that that game was uh, Jazz Ferguson. Yeah. I mean, he draw, He had seven targets and he only caught two passes, and he fumbled one too. So yeah. you know, it, it's just it it's sucks. up. It's an up and down game, man. Like, it is an up and down game. So it's, and I think I think it becomes more nerves. Like game one yeah. is not you're not as nervous for you're just because juiced. it's like I I got I get two more games to really prove myself. You're just jacked to be out there, but then game two it's kind of more like okay, this is. This is like where I like, you know, I, need I to have to, consistent. I have to stay consistent in this game or else, you know. Yeah. So. And, and you know what that level is now. Yeah. Like it's not college level now. So, I mean, I'm talking like, I know, I don't know. All I know is how freaking scary it would be. Preseason's tough. Like you, you got to use it to learn where your depth's going to be at. Like how mm-hmm. comfortable are you? And that's why that for sure between the two, if I have to take a shot, if, God forbid Russ goes down with something this year. Because you know he plays his ass off and he plays right. his heart out and he's gonna give it everything. I just I would be really cool if we scored on a Paxton Lynch. And, you know, oh yeah. It'd just be yeah. it'd just be like Geno Smith, I feel like he's one man's yeah, it's like one man's trash is another man's trash. Yeah, I feel like people have tried that experiment already. Yeah, and it's just and it like just doesn't work out. See, yeah. Yeah. So that first game was awesome. He looked good and then but I'm, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited for this third game. But we had that highlight. Our uh, your boy Ugo Amadi. Yeah, man, he is a, legit. He will absolutely 
in my opinion, make the team. He's stood out a lot. There's been there's been a few guys that have stood out, man. Like I don't know, like it just and it maybe it's not a ton of like volume, but it's just like, wow, that was a great play. You're probably not gonna get too many more stops after this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, to show off like what you're capable of. So the ones they made for But the, the ones they made, you're like like John Ursua in game one, when he caught that pass and like anticipated already where the defender was going to be and already had made a move before that, like I was like, you can't teach that. And they talked about, they asked teammates, who wins ping pong? John Ursua. Who wins foosball? John Ursua. Like who wins chess? John Ursua. He just finds a way to win. And Pete loves guys like that. And there's a reason why he led the nation in touchdowns his senior year at Hawaii. 16 touchdowns, like, you're doing something right. You know, so he just, he finds a way to win. And I think that's like, that's going to be a tough cut for them because they've got guys that they're paying more money to. It's like, well, that could be the next Doug Baldwin just waiting in the wings, man. You know what I mean? Yep. I know. And like, that's how we. Jerron Brown played. You know, he had some catches this last game. He played pretty well. Yes. Um, but they're paying him money, a lot more money than they have to pay John Ursua. And to me, it's like, well, an older Jerron Brown, you got to pay him more. I mean, maybe that's the cut you have to make. I think what it'd be really interesting is if DK is not ready for week one, yeah, where that lingers more into the point where they have to put. I'm knocking on wood here, but where they have to put him on IR for the first part of the season. Yes. Then they're going to have to take probably an extra receiver or two that they probably wouldn't have. So they're going to have to cut down at a position somewhere else where maybe they had, they would have kept yeah. more D line guys, or maybe they would have kept one more linebacker yep. or, you know, it, cause it's more of a need, but because of DK's injury, they're going to, yeah, so but yeah, it locks that whole know, skill position down um, with backups for sure. But the first few games have been great. There's been, I mean, some, Cody Barton looks good. Yep. I haven't seen too much of Ben Burke Kirvin. I what I'm hearing is that it's kind of like the from the linebacking core standpoint, it's, they're gonna have a tough decision between him and Shaq. Okay. And you know, it's a business. At the end of the day, I hope that Shaquem is. Gets still to, still with us yeah. after cuts, but I totally understand like that it is a business and it goes to the best player at that position and and so we'll see. But what we should do is we should play a little game and and look at the Seahawks uh calling the cuts. Yeah, let's call some cuts here. Okay. See who see who we think uh we'll just go back and forth. You pick a name and then I'll pick a name and Okay. We'll just look at rookies. Ugo Amadi, Trev. Strut. Strut? Yeah, so he's making the team. Okay. If you get cut, you get cut. Okay. If you're strutting, you make the team. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that, that I thought I just wanted to come up with something that rhymed with cut. Okay, cool. No, I if thought, we just want to do cut or not cut, that we can, but No, that's cool. Strutter cut. Strutter cut, cut, yeah. You strutting it back into the locker room or you getting your ass cut? Yeah. There okay. You go. So Ugo Ugo Amadi Strutton. Strutton. Uh, ben um, Burke Hervin. So we should do the 
position too. So freaking free safety was Hugo Amadi, Ben Burkirvin, linebacker. And you're saying what are you saying? Oh uh, well, I'm thinking if it's got to come between him and Shaq, I probably think they're probably gonna move on from Shaq. So you're saying I'm saying Ben Burkirvin is strutting. I'm saying he's strutting. Okay. Jazz Ferg, Ferguson. Ah, uh, cut. Even with the the Kalen injury, I think so. The the only thing, the only reason why I think they, I, I know they like him a lot, but I think this next game will be the determining factor. Okay. Let's just put it that way, because we're to at this point in time after this last game, I would say he would be on the chopping block, assuming DK is ready for week one or week two. Yeah, but if not, then yeah, I could see them keeping him. Give him a shot. Yeah, give him a, a shot. Big body receiver can certainly help. So, um, at this point in time, though, I'm probably going to lean towards cut. Damn, six five two twenty. I know, I know. Kidding me? Yeah, it's tough to cut a guy like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, L.J. Collier. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're cutting him. <laughs> That one was a give me, right? Yeah. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> I scrolled down a little bit. There was, one, there was one more up there, though. That we, Cody oh, yeah, Barton. We, yeah, they're, not, they're not cutting Barton. Marquise Blair. Uh, Strat, for sure. Jackson Harris. I actually think that they're going to keep him because Dixon's hurt. He's owed money, and I just don't think that they're going to pay him. I think it's going to gotcha. be like, I think it's going to be Disley, Nick Bennett, and this Jackson Harris kid. Cool. Travis Homer. Travis Homer running back, 5'10, 200. Miami. Is it, I don't know. I haven't seen. Has he done anything? He looked good this last game, but they're so deep at the running back position yeah. right now. It's crazy to think. What about. are they? Yeah. What you got? Carson. Carson, Mike Penny. Davis. No, Mike Davis is, is with the Bears. Got, oh, okay. He signed with the Bears. Rashad Penny. So Carson, Penny. Is um fast guy, JD McKissick. Yeah, mm-hmm. McKissick, Procise, and CJ Procise. But then they have Travis Homer, Bo Scarborough, Xavier Turner. Oh, so Tarlington State. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man. There's there. I've heard rumblings that like Procise might be done. I see. I would say so. So you're saying Homer's. Homer Stratton at this point. I, I think so. Okay. If he's performed. Okay. Gary Jennings Jr. Uh, I love how you're just... <laughs> make, you're, you're basing this off of their size. Yeah, yeah, he is absolutely making the team. <laughs> yeah. He is 6'1", well, 215. It helps me if I, if I, with my decision making. No, that's fine. You know. I get like it. If I was the Madden... I mean, I, I like that franchise. strategy because I've always been a firm believer that you know, we want to balance out. Like, if your receivers, like, you want to balance out your sizes naturally. I, I just, it's tough for me because I didn't watch the second game, and so I feel like I'm kind of. I need. I really need to pay attention this weekend, which I, I plan to. But I think they need some help at wide receiver. So I'm gonna say they're gonna keep him. I don't think they're gonna keep. They they can't keep all these running backs. Yeah, John Ursua. 
Strutting. Strutting. All right. I like it. I like it. I think so too. I'm with you, man. I'm 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 a believer in him now. Okay. You've convinced me. <laughs> All right, Terry Wright. Um, sadly cut. No. There's some guys that are one years that are I'll be interested to see if Bo makes the team. I think he's played we didn't see him much in this last game, but his first game he ran well. All right. Hockey, settle down. <laughs> cool. From one football to another. To football. To football. This Barclays Premier League is underway. Which is, this is the Mac Daddy. It's of- the Mac Daddy. It's the English Premier League. All the best players in the world. Well, I shouldn't say all the best. But, but most, of, most the of the best. It's the most watched league in the world. Okay. Most highest paid athletes. Yeah, I mean, between that and like, you know, Syria and La Liga, which are like the Spanish and Italian leagues. And then, of course, there's the Bundesliga, which is uh, the main league in Germany. And then League One or Liga Un, as they would say, which is the French league. But the, the players, um, the best players in the world want to, at some point in their career, play in the English Premier League. So little bit of backstory there i love it dude that's awesome you should watch a game i i will i um you should get up at 4 a.m and watch I, I, watch an english i, I wish do. that i sometimes i wish that i lived like over there so i could just get up ass crack a dong go to the pub drink all day and meet your bros and then me and my blokes <laughs> actually, actually i think that's australian me and my mates me and my mates yeah and no, it, I would like to go check it out. I mean, it's a it those stadiums are massive and electric and everything about the history of it all. Yeah, it seems cool. like it would just be a great experience. And so I'm planning on going to a match. Good for you, man. That's when what I'm when talking uh, about. Carly and I, uh, Carly and I go to uh, Europe for our European trip. Yeah. We're, trying to go i think this next spring my sister's in italy like literally right now nice yeah what part the rome rome yeah nice um send me pictures of all sorts of stuff the tyson go to yeah 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 Yeah, they're they're doing their their thing and i'm really happy for them because it's there's again the history it's just the culture and the history the older i get man the more and more i'm i think that that's cool when you think about the Barclays Premier League and it begins, it's like this is a monumental history. Yeah. Well, like we talk about the states and like, eh, football season starting. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's like barely getting popular over in but the But it's UK. the world sport. Yeah. If you remember, like this, like football yeah. or soccer is the world sport. It's the, yeah. So like, it, and, it and really crushes. They say, else. you know, baseball is America's pastime. But I would say, yeah, it's its pastime, but like most people are football fans. Yes. More football fans in America now than there are. I don't know that there are baseball fans, but there's just, I, I think a lot more people look forward to the start of football season in the oh, fall yeah. as opposed to baseball season in the spring. People all over the world look forward to August. Yes. For this. Yeah, this is for, a, for the Premier League. This is on a 
completely different level than our little. It's like World Cup, right? Yeah. It's organized warfare between two countries on a field with the best players in the world representing your country. So, yeah. Which is Team USA Basketball. Randomly, sorry. (laughs) They're going on right now, too. Oh, yeah. There's the FIBA. Is it the FIBA? I think you're right. FIBA World Championships or whatever. I think so. Greg Popovich is coaching. Pop. Nice. Yeah. You you got you say it's only been two weeks. Only two weeks in. Yeah, if you click that link, you, we can take a look at the table. No surprise to see uh, Liverpool and Man City there at the top. Well, Arsenal actually won two games, their first two games, so they're actually above Man City. Man City drew one of those games. Then you got Man U, Brighton off to a uh, decent start. Again, these are only it's only two matches in, so. So what do you what do you what do you know? I know that that team that currently ranked ninth is going to be better than ninth after the next few weeks. Everton, I know is that. that. Your, is that your squad? It's my that's my club. Your club, a club. That's right. I uh, I'm gonna. You should start watching so you can like at pick least a, pay pick attention. A, pick a team, yeah. to start to support. Okay. And then I can just dog on you. I know, and I won't know anything, <laughs> and I'll just like, stop making fun of my team. I've been a lifelong Manchester City fan since Tuesday, oh. bro, so back off. It's funny you say that, because they're probably one of the best teams. Oh, that's cool. In the, uh, mm, boom. Them and Liverpool uh, had the race for uh, the title last year. That's what's interesting, too, about this is, like, there's no playoffs. Ah, you just accumulate just points. Okay, but That's it can cool. come down to the very end of the season. That's cool. That's like racing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Actually, yeah. you play other tournaments like Champions League mm. or Europa League. Those are tournaments where there's like an, it's a knockout stage, right? There's knockout stages and stuff. Okay, but this is not a knockout stage. This is you accumulate points, and the team with the most points at the end of the season the winner and then if there's two teams that are tied with the same amount of points it'll go to a tiebreaker and they'll play probably no i no, i it, i think i think it's based on like a common opponent oh okay 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 and or um goals forced i think goals forced maybe has something to do with it down the way but i'm pretty sure it starts with like common opponent yeah okay um yeah so that's awesome so yeah but uh, some notable players that are off to a hot start. Raheem Sterling from Man City has four goals. My boy, Timu Puki, that I drafted nice. in like the 10th round, already has four goals for Norwich. Oh. He had one in the first game, had a stunning hat trick in the second. That's insane. So I'm just reaping all the benefits. And Good for you, man. The, the Pacific Northwest Premier League uh, Fantasy uh, League is hating me for it. But you're off to. I'm good. I'm off to a pretty good start. Ashley Barnes from Burnley has three goals. He's off to a good start. Assist. From an assist standpoint, Kevin De Bruyne, or who we like to call KDB, <laughs> uh, is off to a good start for Man City with three assists. The newcomer for Arsenal, that kid looks really, really like he he might be next. One thing. of the next. Um, one of the next like. Well, he's on loan, so I don't know. What you, I don't know if you know what that means, but no. On loan, on loan means that like a team. I think it's. I think he's from Real Madrid, if I'm not mistaken. 
loaned him to Arsenal for a season to use. Because to, de- to develop him because he's not going to play or make, make the squad or start or play enough with Real Madrid, but you might have some, you know, opportunity to play a lot more should you go to a club in England because we have too many guys ahead of you in the midfield. Interesting. Anyway, so yeah, so they he get he got loaned, but he could be one of the uh, Premier League surprises this year. He's already got two. Danny Caballos. I think it's called. I think you pronounce it Caballos. Ceballos. Ceballos. Uh, Caballos. Ceballos. For Arsenal, he already has two assists, and then Paul Pogba from Man U has two assists. Clean sheets. My boy Jordan Pickford for Everton <laughs> already has two. We haven't allowed a goal yet. That's badass. We've only scored one though. <laughs> <laughs> but a, ba- a mad props to his back line because we've got his two central defenders are playing really good football these first two games and they look like they could be a formidable one-two punch to uh, pair with our wing backs. So that's awesome. Everything's looking all right. Yeah, so far <laughs> there's a lot of season left. They play like 38 matches. So all right, that's a season. Yeah, I mean it lasts. It lasts through. Huge. It lasts through like. The first or second week of May? Oh, okay. So, yeah, buckle up. <laughs> Holy smokes. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, they take, like, breaks for, like, holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then international play because a lot of these guys will have to go play in, like, friendlies or, like, qual- World Cup qualifying games. Gotcha. So, um, you gotta have And then they this. also have, like, you know, they don't just have these 38 matches that they play in league. They have Europa League tournament. They have Champions League tournament. So, when it's all said and done, dude, they're... We'll be playing like 60 games or matches, matches. Excuse me. I'm still working on that. (laughs) In the football world, it's called a match. That's hilarious. That's so many games. That's so many. So, yeah, it's exciting. We'll probably talk a little bit more about it in the upcoming episodes as it picks up. Your uh, homework is to watch watch a few matches between now and the next podcast. Okay. That's pick, no pick, problem. pick a team or a person that you like. I've been wanting to, yeah, that between that club, and pick a club. Football. Okay, I'll pick who's Everton's rival. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Just don't say that. Go talk to Mitch Williams about that. And oh, is it? He's it's Liverpool then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see him on Twitter. That's that's pretty much the only thing he tweets about is uh, football or soccer. Yeah. Hilarious. We're in the same fantasy league, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's it's fun. He he's the commission. He puts it together every year. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that he likes that I'm always number one. But well, <laughs> when it's your league, love you, Mitch. And you don't win, it does. Get stuff. I think though, moving along, like I think we might skip topic number four and leave That's it cool. for this next episode in September because. Okay. It will be more along the lines of that time. That sounds good. Yeah, I have absolutely nothing. I again, I've <laughs> no, which I'm not trying to be because I don't want to. I I do want to, but I didn't pay attention. Just the Mariners, just yeah. I did the thing where I was like dogging on Mariners fans, but then secretly I was like, so we can talk about them. Then they didn't. It was like, damn. We we can say I tried me and a friend of the podcast. We did try to make a Mariners graphic, and it got denied by Amazon. <laughs> yeah, you were merch. telling me that. So it's a pretty cool graphic, though. 
Yeah, it would have been awesome, but whatever. I like the idea and the theme behind it. Yeah, we'll have to just do it on our own and not have Amazon do it. But anyways, there's a big card this weekend. Oh, I, got, I know. I, know. I, I was poor planning on my part. We had a great camp trip. I told you all about it. Almost yep. choked on a turkey sandwich. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, am a little disappointed that I wasn't around for this card because there were three killer fights. Yes. And I'm sure the other two were pretty good too. Yep. But I did I did catch some highlights. I did go back and watch rewatch the Costa Romero fight. Yep. I asked Trev what he thought that that was a a battle that What did you think? I mean, so, you, you you give me your opinion and I'll give you mine. So, to give you the the beginning of it, I was going to pick Costa from the get-go. Okay. My two brother-in-laws are in my ear on the text chain yapping about how Costa's gonna get knocked out and all this, and then you look at the odds and everything. And I, I'm pretty sure it was in Romero's favor. I couldn't remember. So they had Costa as the dog. Yes. Wow. And I last minute changed it to Romero, and so I'm. I'm just this entire card. I'm nervous with all my fights that I picked. I wasn't confident at all. And I'm watching the fight, and Costa drops Romero in the first round. Mm-hmm. Drops him. Yeah. Not slips and catches him on the neck or anything. Drops his ass. And no one's done that to Romero. <clears throat> so that was crazy. Yeah. And so for the rest of the fight, because Romero dropped Costa as well. And these are two middleweights, two of the biggest, most muscular middleweights in the division. Yeah. It makes no sense how they cut down to 180 pounds, <laughs> but they do. They're monsters. But they are monsters. They look like monsters. And they are. For the re- after that, the first 30 seconds of round one are chaos. And then it continues to be like the craziest fight because Costa is like, he, he didn't have the stamina for the three rounds. Obviously, Romero, we know he can go for five rounds. Like we were talking earlier, I thought that Romero battled back from the first round enough to earn the nod. I mean, he's the veteran. You know, some have argued that he should have won that decision against Robert Whitaker in that second fight. Yeah. So you kind of like all you add all that into it. He looked fresh. He kept the distance, and at the time, he looked like he was moving back, not necessarily because Costa was pressuring too much, but because he was maintaining the distance, and Costa didn't have the wind to engage. And so yeah. that's what I thought. They called it a unanimous decision for Costa. Which that's what really made me feel weird because it's like that that's gotta be a split decision. Yeah. But um, I guess I when I when I watched it, I mean I I don't necessarily think that it was a unanimous decision. Right. Am I upset that Costa won? No, because that's who I picked. I I truly did think that like Yoel was gonna have problems with him, and he did. He did have problems with him. Like those the first round the bombs that like Costa was hitting Romero with and it wasn't I'm not just talking like in the like in the head I'm talking like body shots leg kicks like he was throwing wood dude like it was just he hit so hard it's ridiculous I think it took a lot out of Yoel on that first round I think that it really banged him up like I wouldn't be surprised if this week Yoel's like walking around with a couple cracked ribs and maybe like a hematoma on his leg. Yeah, you yeah. know, like he's just he's he's beat up. And 
He showed his age a he, little bit. Yeah, he, he and I kind of kept like thinking like his feet were a little like they seemed lazy, but maybe that's just like he the wrestler weird. in he moves weird. But then like he he almost moved started moving like he was like he was gassed, but he wasn't showing it. He was just moving yeah. slower. And maybe that's him being like forty two and still yeah. doing this. Like that absolutely could that's be just how he's gotta that's do just, it. That's just how he has to do it. In the second round, I'll be honest, like Costa kept and and maybe this is where you and I disagree a little bit, but I felt like he just kept walking him down. If if Yoel hit um Paulo Costa with anything at all, it was like a jab or like a good punch. The knee was somewhat legitimate that backed him up a little bit but it kind of seemed like every time that happened paula would follow that up with like boom 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 and and it would yeah. do more it would do it was more of a flurry than what yoel was yeah, bringing to was the, the table one one two it, yeah one, it was it one. was it was more so like i could see that like it, that's wherein that's as the judge what you how are you going to interpret that right exactly like, like and that's you, where i think he got walked it, down or it, is he keeping him and and until that takedown at the very end of the second round that Yoel scored, like, and I don't I don't even know that I would give him that because it okay you took him down but nothing happened after that like it was so like at the very end of the round and the bell that yeah maybe maybe it gave him more points but clearly it didn't in the judges' eyes because they they had it as a unanimous decision and I kind of looked at it like to me did Yoel really win that second round nah, I don't I don't yeah. think so. No, I don't know that I could make a huge point that Paulo was dominant, but he was still throwing such big shots. Yeah, like the, the, I guess was, if if you look at like who's the bigger threat throughout the three rounds, like you were the, more for the first two for the, Paulo were absolutely with to me he was the bigger threat. Yeah, in the third round, Paulo absolutely gassed. Yeah, and that's where Yoel kind of took advantage of that. But still, he was only really working his jab. He and yeah, he, did he had the a couple uppercuts here and there that, like, I think maybe phased him. But Paulo kept like asking him to come towards him and hit. He like he put the hands behind the back, you know. And yeah. They were kind of doing the little showboat and stuff towards the end. At no point in time throughout the fight did I think that Yoel was going to knock him out. Yeah. I just don't think that he could hit him hard enough. But there was a few times where I was like, he is so close to knocking Yoel out. It's He's missing by just the slightest, the slightest bit, and if one of those connects, it's it's like you know it's lights out. Like yes, so yeah, those guys are so scary to watch, and that's what was so scary about that fight is he couldn't believe it went for three rounds. Right, it's like dude, we'd never done that, dude. Yeah, I don't think he'd been out of the second round before. Yeah, you know, so like he went three rounds, and you saw him like sucking wind at the end. You know, he even came out and said, like, he was, Yoel's probably the toughest guy he's ever fought. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, he hit him, so he hit with Yoel with some big shots. Yep. And I. And Joel, and Yoel, he didn't really want much to do with it after He that. He didn't, no. And that's where, again, like, I just thought, like, his ring presence of sort of walking him down. Yeah. But your, in your opinion, it was more of, like, just keeeping the distance. And I would say in the, in, like, Towards the end of the second and the third, yeah, you're probably absolutely right there. But the first like round and a half seemed like he was just walking him down, yeah. walking him down, walking him down, laying into him, oh, it was so rocking scary. him with body shots. Like those body shots were just well, after brutal. he dropped him the first time, I was like, oh, dude, 
this is over. Yeah. Like this is over. Yeah. So and then uh and Diaz coming back. Yeah, man, killing eight. Yeah, even though you can't listen to him, you can't listen to him or Stipe on a microphone. <laughs> but him and Stipe got wins. And um, who's the other? Derek Brunson got his win over that. Heinish? Heinish, yes. Yeah. So middleweights to open it up. And then you had, oh, that Sadiq Yusuf. Oh, yeah. That featherweight. Which he won, correct? Yeah. Pretty tough dude. He doesn't look like the biggest for the division, but I don't know, up against like an Alex Volkanovsky in featherweight, probably about the same height. He might be a little taller, so I don't know. Max just makes everybody look tiny. Odd. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's so tall. Yeah. But Max isn't the thickest of dudes. Right. So anyways, lots of news. A current event. Can we can we talk about the Connor's video real quick? Yeah. This. Yeah. This that I've already said multiple times <laughs> on this podcast. He's done. He looks done. He's in a pub. Apparently, He's not is, done. Well, he's not done, but he's done. Okay. But he's freaking in a pub. He walks up. It's in April. When did he lose to, to Khabib? Was that in 2018? Khabib got a half million half dollar year. fine. Yeah. And it, But anyways, it's after Connor gets choked out by Khabib. He's pushing his whiskey and he walks into this pub. If you haven't seen the video and he's trying to buy everybody a shot and this old guy like wants nothing of it and he puts the cup back. You can tell that like just immediately offends Connor. Yeah. And Connor's like, no, you're going to have a drink of me. You're going to have a drink of me whiskey. And the guy's like, the rumor has it. If you read the comments and all that stuff is the old man said the Russian battered you. Oh boy. Yeah. Connor's yeah. like literally taunting him by winding his hand up. And then you see him, you see him stroke his beard and wait for the guy to turn his head. And then he throws the punch. You can see it. Oh, wow. And the old man takes it and Connor's security guys or whatever immediately take him out of the pub. And the old guy, like nothing happened. Like he just, he just was like, oh, somebody punched me in the back of the head. <laughs> and that was it. And it was yeah. Connor's left hand. It was clean as hell. You could see the snap pop and everything from the connection. Man. And it's just, and you could tell Connor was thinking about punching him for a long time before he pulled the trigger. Yeah. He was just waiting for the perfect time. He didn't want to punch him in the face. Yeah. He, he wanted to knock him out. And he didn't. He couldn't. <laughs> and he literally punched him right in the back of the head in the temple. It just sucks to see. Like you, you hate to see. Like I think at least he time. owned it on national television and said, "Yeah, that he, he had messed to up. Own it, he though. had to own it." Yeah, he's can't go out there and be like the guy was talking. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he realized that that's not the uh, that's not what a what no a champion or a, mo- a model citizen does. I think this whole stuff with like between the like the aftermath and the before before like every Khabib. yeah like with Khabib and their camp and his camp and like just all the back and forth like created this maybe monster more of a monster than he was before like this all started when, yeah you know with the bus incident the year before and it just it, it was so on like and he said it himself is like it's nothing i've ever been like a part of you know like ever had to go through and so like that was like why he sort of said you know my tweet about retirement was more of just like a I needed a reset. I needed to take a step back because all this stuff was just, it, 
turn things around on me that I never thought I'd be a part of. And yeah, he might be BS and he might be telling the truth, but I think that went on Ariel's show and Ariel was talking to him and interviewing him. I think that I don't think he's done. I think that he believes that he'll fight again. He said Ariel asked him if he was going to fight this before the end of this year, and he kind of like contemplated for a minute. He's like, ah, that's uh, he's like, I think that's doable. I think we can make that happen. Interesting. So I I have I mean that UFC 244 card. There's not a main event, and it's in Madison Square Garden. I can't think of like a more more perfect place to bring Connor back to. I know. With all the like, you get all the Irish fans hopping across the pond, straight to New York. All the well, isn't that where he threw the dolly through the bus too? Was that at Madison Square Garden? Ah, uh, maybe it was. I can't remember. We'd have to go back and look. But yeah, I, I mean, it would. It's but now it's like, who do you match him up with? Because after after Diaz beat Pettis this weekend, I mean. He pretty much was like, you know, yeah, you there's only two gangsters in this in this sport, and that's me and George Mo- Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, he's he's a gangster, but he ain't no West Coast gangster. Yeah, and, and that was smart, man. He yeah. didn't even mention McGregor. He had yeah. to have McGregor. He didn't talk about Connor until like after that in another interview. Yeah. Um, I mean Diaz McGregor would be a to to, to the rubber match at some point probably should happen. Who are you taking if that happens? Probably, probably Nick. Yeah, yeah. I think that just looks better after the inactivity. Yeah, I mean, it's like an ageless wonder, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's awesome. But I don't. Know, I mean, I don't know that. I don't know that Nate. Most of all, Nate. That's a. That's I think a that's just better a better. Fight. Like it's a better. Like you're talking about two street fighters that came from the streets. That like, you know, it's just people love that. People love, the fans love the fact that, like, this kid came from nothing, and he's been one of the greatest fighters of all time. He's worked his way through the UFC. Like, I think that a Masvidal Diaz fight would be awesome. Um, I don't think that they'll let Connor and Habib fight Back each other again. again. No, I don't I just don't, don't think, think it'll so. happen. What? Um, and I don't think Connor's going to beat Khabib. Mm. Yeah. Whooped, he I mean, whooped his ass. Yeah. Khabib's. Again, we talk about it all the time. The wrestling dynamic is the difference maker. Yeah. yeah. You know, Connor, I'll pick him over strikers all day. Like, if Connor came back and he fought Max, that'd be a good fight. Yeah. If he can cut the weight. If he can cut the weight. Because I think Dana's if, been saying, like, well, Connor talked about it on the RL show, too. Like, Dana had mentioned, like, well, we just don't know what weight he's going to fight at because. Was no. where where yeah, where, like, is where, he? where is he gonna yeah where is he at his body's like, probably changed by yeah, now his body's for sure. changed like I I I would imagine that he's fighting at fifty five or seventy if he's gonna cut to forty five that's gonna I think that's probably a tough cut yeah. for for him especially after being it'd be cool to see Max go up yeah but I mean if Max goes up he's probably gonna he's probably gonna want to fight Habib right yeah so I. I, I you were saying that Connor should fight Tony finally, but I just but that's just me being a dreamer because I, I want the goofy dude no one really knows. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't not like I. You're right. I like, think Tony would love to fight Connor. I mean, he he, he does not like Connor. He doesn't like Connor. Uh, he's made that, but he doesn't like Habib either. No, he doesn't like. 
I don't think he really likes anybody. <laughs> now that yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yes, he did have that mental breakdown too. So he had know, a little bit of don't... a breakdown and and some. So Tony's a Tony's an oddball for sure. We all know that. He's also one of the scariest people. And I mean, he put Kevin Lee. Yeah, he had staff, but he put Kevin Lee down hard a while ago, and then he did a number on Cowboy in his return. You know, there's rumors out there that Khabib's managers and everybody like do a really good job of keeping that uh, record undefeated. Mm-hmm. So they're, fuck, the, they're is, probably scared of him, man. They're probably scared of him. Is the, uh, I mean, I could totally see him. He did mention, because he was listing off names, Ariel said who, you know, who would be a a good fight. He, he, he listed Gaethje. Oh, wow. But Gaethje's fighting Cowboy. And I think the winner of that would be a great fight for Connor. That's a good one. The Connor th- Cowboy fight's a great one, and Gaethje's a great one. That I don't yeah, know. You're yeah, right, dude. That's a that's the best. Those are those are the best like options for him right now because yes. it's a comeback fight. Yeah, he'll still make money. Good I, names. Good names. The, I think the I honestly think the Cowboy the Cowboy Connor fight would be the the biggest. Everyone wants to see that because those guys at that point, like, that would be bigger. The only thing, one of those guys is probably retiring after that fight, right? You know exactly. what I mean. Exactly. Maybe not. Oh. Cowboy's been doing it forever, and he'll probably do it till he can't. But I could totally see that being like one of those like they make it happen. Connor comes back. He doesn't win. He maybe hangs it up. Um, but he says he's gonna. He's like he. He said to Ariel that he's gonna fight until he can't. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of different scenarios, I suppose. They really should just do like a tournament. Which, speaking of, uh, Douglas Lima and Rory McDonald are scheduled for that wel- Bellator welterweight final. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's coming up. Yeah, yeah that's going to be great. And they start the featherweight. Uh, oh, they got a featherweight tournament they've going? They've got a featherweight Is tournament that, that starts Patricio in November. Patricio Ferrer or um, well, he's he's defending his belt against someone coming up here soon. Because he took he's the but double the tournament now, right? The tournament starts in October and November. But he's gonna defend before that. Yeah, I think he defends at the end of September. Interesting, because didn't he just beat Michael Chandler for the yes. belt? Dude, you I started following Michael Chandler on Instagram. That guy's workouts are You the, were telling me that, yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Yeah, you want to learn some stuff, go follow Michael Chandler. <laughs> UFC 242 coming up. I'll pull yeah, it up. We got a couple uh couple good fights on that card. The other the other uh fights, I'm not too familiar with a lot of those fighters. There's some more up and coming fighters on there. Habib Nurmagomedov. They said that right? Nurmagomedov. 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 Habib Nurmagomedov. And Dustin Poirier. Poirier, the diamond for the title. And then Edson Barbosa and Paul Felder. That'll be a good fight. That'll be a violent fight. I think a violent fight. Jordan's uh, doppelganger. You see 242. Yeah. Komen, Paul Felder. Islam Makachev. Curtis Blades is on the card against Shamil. I don't even want to pronounce. Abdurakimov. Abdurakimov. 
Just a bunch of Dagestanis on this. Uh... Yeah, well, because it's in Dubai, right? Oh, uh, okay. So it's a, it's a nice, nice. Uh... I saw that YouTube did a. They've got this uh, "Welcome to Dagestan" like eight part like mini YouTube series. I think the 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 videos are like maybe ten to fifteen minutes each. Is it a? It highlights all these MMA fighters from Dagestan. Is it the Anatomy of a Fighter? channel uh maybe i think i think it is the dagestani chronicles uh i just saw it uh i'll have to pull it it just came out oh okay the yeah he's been following the guy around. in the yeah. the guy on the first uh episode they highlighted his first name was tamer tamer oh yeah it's pretty interesting though dagestan actually looks like it's not a bad place to live and there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of beautiful places that ma'am you just Culturally, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it looks a like it's almost world. on the ocean or some huge lake. Did you see that in the back? No, but that's the thing. It's like the countryside in some of these places probably just mm-hmm. has it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be another hard card to pick. Carlos Diego Ferreira. Because you just don't know. Yeah. Like all those guys. Look at all those guys that 20 and 4. I don't know who you are, but 20 and 4 is pretty damn good. Yeah. 27 and, and 5. 27 and 5. I don't know who you are, but 27 and 5. But he's is going good. against a 15 and 2. That's good, too. Yeah. Or 11 and 2. Yeah. 17 and 1. Who's on the prelims? Two. No one. No one. Andrea Lee. The most redneck white chick is going to the Dubai card. That's hilarious. Good job, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this card's kind of. Islam Makhachev. Versus David Ramos. 17 and 1, 10 and 2. Well. Yeah, these got, mean, these are gonna be these are gonna be good fights probably. Yep. These are always the cards that turn out to be great. Is when you're like, I don't know. Who I don't know who that are. is. I know the two. I know the the two uh, the co-main and the main event, real well, really well. And I know who Curtis Blades is, but I don't know who anybody else is. <laughs> right? Did, who did Blades fight? Did he fight Derek Lewis or Francis Ngannou? It was Francis. It was Ngannou. Ngannou. Yeah, and he beat him. Right? No, Ngannou. Stopped him, but it was kind of a quick stoppage. Pull him up real quick. There was someone that he beat that we were like, that was awesome. Um, wasn't Justin Willis, it was the one before that. Oh, Alistair Overeem, yeah, he beat Alistair. Remember that? Yeah, that was a big, that was a big win. Was a big and deal. Mark Hunt, I remember that. That's when I was like, okay, this kid's for real, he's a great wrestler, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't he? Didn't he go to? Um, where did he? He wrestled in college, right? Still so Harper College. Harper College. Maybe maybe it was a Harper that he wrestled at. I don't know. He's a good wrestler, though. Who's this guy? Fought Shamil Abdurrahim. Oh, Marcin Tabura. He KO'd him. That's a good one. Beat Andre Orlovsky. That's a good one. This is going to be tough for uh, Blades, man. Yeah. Ooh, Derek Lewis Beat Derek KO'd Lewis. him. Oh, Derek Lewis knocked him out. Okay. That's not, that doesn't say he much, He knocked though. out Walt Harris. Wow. So he's got... Uh, he's that got, was also in 2016. Yeah, if Derek Lewis has knocked you out in 2016, that doesn't really say much. <laughs> knocked everybody out in 2016. Yeah, okay. Fair, fair. That's going to be a good fight. Yeah, should be a good one. All right. 
We don't have to go into too much of the other ones. We don't. Who are you picking, real quick? Uh, Habib. And uh, what about the co-main? I just kind of think that the Irish Dragon is uh, going to impress, so I'm going to go with Felder. All right, I like it. Edson's a violent striker, I know, but I man. think that I think that if anyone can take it, Paul probably can. Yeah, well, he's already fought him once too, which is nice. They did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I yeah, forgot about Paul that. lost a. Well, I didn't even Was know it. A decision. It. Yeah, Paul lost a decision. I didn't. Even, and he got kicked in the nuts too. <laughs> Said he was peeing blood out. Oh, that. by the way, before I forget, Mike Perry's nose was disgusting. Oh my gosh, that dude. was so bad. <laughs> I've never seen something look so terrible. That's got to be like reconstructive surgery, right? I mean, it was four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, Mike Perry got his nose broke. By Vincente Luque. Yep. Man, that was the most. Like it looked like. How is he? How is he still breathing? I don't think he. I, not, through his mouth, probably. Yeah, because his nose looked like a U that was facing westward, upside down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. He thought he was gonna. He said he thought he was gonna die. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't breathe through your nose, I can imagine. Yeah, dude, I mean, you, you're freaking choking on chicken sandwiches. Mike Perry's <laughs> losing his freaking breathing. Oh, man. I'm going to be all alone here soon. Oh, man. All right. So, um, everybody, keep your eyes and ears peeled. I think there's going to be some big announcements coming up for UFC 244 at Madison yep. Square Garden. It's either going to involve Masvidal and Diaz, could involve oh. Conor McGregor and someone else, Jones, maybe Jones in D.C., Ooh, just to just yeah. to like you know settle the differences and yep. figure it out. But I think that there's gonna be there's gonna be a couple of big announcements coming up for that card, and it's Madison Square Garden, so they're gonna yep they're gonna figure out to put a pretty good card together for that. So uh, some cool. boxing news. Boxing. Andy Ruiz Jr. has agreed to a rematch with Anthony Joshua. Apparently, That's... it's gonna be in Dubai. And they're building this outdoor stadium, and that's where they're going to have this fight. Yeah, I've read that, man. Yeah. They're going to do this crazy custom, like, <laughs> over-the-top thing. Dubai, Dubai, bro. Just building the tallest buildings ever. And yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that'll be a good rematch, because I think Joshua deserves that. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. This Lomachenko, Vasily Yoma, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. And Luke Campbell. That's next weekend. Next weekend. I'm not going to be around, but... That's all right. I'm we, sure it'll be a good... Good uh, good bout. Good fight. Bout. Fury versus... Tyson Fury, yeah. He's going to fight Otto Wallen. Yeah, this is kind of a weird one because you'd think he'd... he'd go he back. said that he, he, he asked bigger names. Okay. Like four bigger names. I can't remember everybody. Um, Podvechkin? Is that how you say it? Podvechkin or... But he decided, um, but that guy decided to fight Tyson's little brother, Huey, oh. uh, instead. So he said that he offered it to bigger names, but then no one was ready for it. And what's his face? Uh, is Deontay. it Wild, Wild, Wilder's fighting yeah, that his, Ortiz? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, so there is just, he's like, I, I offered it to these guys. They're, were bigger names, but none of them wanted to. And I think there's probably some speculation that some of them said yes, and he just pulled out. But yeah. um, it, uh, 
I don't know. I think that he, he well, he also said too, like, hey, I could. Who else am I going to fight if I don't fight this guy? Like, yeah, some other guy that's been knocked out five times. Like, that doesn't do me any good. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I think it's one of those fights where he's just he's got to take the fight to make some money. And, make some monies. Yeah. Then you got uh, Canelo Alvarez. He was supposed to fight, yeah, this uh, in September, but he pulled out, um, or he he like, I guess he was struggling to find a suitable opponent, mm. and um, so he postponed his fight uh, until he can fight and find a fight that the fans want. So, cool. Got some uh, got some boxing stuff coming up. Lots should of be, yeah, uh, lots of boxing. Yeah, should be. Uh, should be a good uh, few months of combat sports, I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right, well, the only note we have for circling back is my dumb <laughs> talking so much about <laughs> me and Joe Rogan talking about Felicia Spencer too much. In fairness, she did bust Chris up a little she bit. Did, did she look, uh, compared to who's other than Amanda Nunez, Yeah. no one's ever really, she's a tough girl, she's not going anywhere, and she, she hurt Chris a little bit, and yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, but then Chris was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna lose." Yeah, it's her last fight of the contract. Yeah, did you know what she did with the video with Dana? Uh huh. Oh, she after that fight with Felicia Spencer, mm-hmm. she immediately started talking about like I asked for the rematch with Amanda Nunez, and Dana was saying that she didn't, and so they shoot they they talk backstage. Mm-hmm. And she has somebody of her team videotape that conversation. Mm-hmm. And she goes back and somebody on her production team doctors that video to splice out certain words that Dana mm-hmm. says. So that what she then posts, this is the video she posts their social media. It has Dana saying, whenever I'm talking to the media or when I'm, whenever I'm saying things about you, I'm lying. Oh, wow. And she edited it to say that. And it's like, you didn't think you were going to get caught? Yeah. Like, you didn't think people were going to be able to tell, like, that that was edited? Anyway, so she's not with the UFC anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah. That's why. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just... That, Interesting. It was a weird, like, because it all happened really fast. Like, within a few days, she fights this girl, wins. It's the last fighter in contract. Posts this video of Dana that's doctored, and now she's not. Anyways, but peace. peace out, Cyborg. Just yeah. make room for Felicia Spencer, who just yeah. looked great. Yeah. I mean, she lost, but. I mean, we had to make the pick, though, right? We would have been, we would have, we would have had a bunch you, of points if that oh, happened. Oh, man, exactly. So. Anyways. Alrighty. Well, it's, it's late. It is late. It was and one it, heck of an episode, though. This was good. We this, were able to uh, cover quite a bit. Yeah. You know, and it was nice to get back in, back in. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, it's at Making Cuts. At Making Cuts. For either of those. Episode Episode, 8. Episode 8 in the books. Moving the chains. Moving the chains. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Yes. We'll talk some NBA next time. Some people did reach out to the podcast about NBA. Cool. Actually, had a couple people reach out about the podcast. And so we'll talk about that next episode. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Peace out, guys. Peace.